True Crime Girls contains content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. farm e-i-e-i-o no this lady did not have that kind of farm welcome back are welcome we starting back. yeah wait okay. yeah basically <laughs> i feel like this is how every episode starts like, welcome just, back do we start eileen just threw happening? us into this yeah well, she's I hungry said, welcome back to dream crime girls when we were talking about starbucks cups no zach efron oh did you really well, a long time ago. i deleted that um so yeah oh. so we were talking about zach efron <laughs> well like, let's talk about zach efron that's that was like not. 30 nope, minutes nope, ago no his gap teeth no i'm no, not about, about his about gap teeth let's now. talk about him as ted bundy mm-hmm. that's relevant to I'm true crime okay. so if you're how do we feel about the reveal i don't want to like it i like but you it. fucking like but it. i really liked it I wanted to like it. I do like it. I knew I would like it. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't think like I was the moment because like the moment that I heard that he was going to play Ted Bundy, I looked it up and I did a side by side and I was like, he's going to do amazing. I mean, if Charlize Theron can do Eileen Warnos. Yes. I liked course. it the way I liked Evan Peters as oh. the H&H Holmes, H.H. Holmes character in um, okay. Hotel. I can I, dig that. Yeah, I liked it because I think I just can, love Evan Peters. Yeah. Mm. That really boy <sighs> can do no fucking wrong. I liked him in that because like the part where he's like full covered in blood and all that. <sighs> that was pretty hot. He has like really nice eyes. I really mm-hmm. love his he eyes. Nice. They're Evan like big and like deep set. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm. Evan Peters sponsor. This us. has become <laughs> sponsor a fan, a fangirl sponsor. podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I, I'm excited for it. When is it supposed to come out? Do we know? I thought I don't know. Have they even said? Nope. They haven't? I don't think so. Let me Google. What year? Oh, maybe what year is next this? year. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's in 2018, but probably not. Yeah. Um, so welcome. Yeah. And so welcome. Welcome back. So this is the last episode of the season. This is the last episode. And Janine was kind enough to give me the finale, which I'm like, fucking great. Now I'm like, this, take was, us, this was so hard for me. You guys. Take us out with a bang. It was really fucking hard for me. I didn't like this. I don't think we should ever do like I'm, our own fucking episodes again. I'm excited because we have no idea. You're excited because you don't have to fucking do anything now. <laughs> you weren't excited I'm last done. time we recorded. No, I wasn't. No, I'm excited. Was now nervous. I'm excited to tell you. Like, I don't, I'm not like not excited to record. I was the picking of mm-hmm. the story that I. Ugh. But see, you need to give yourself. I need a like, box. Like, guidance. you need to put. Yeah, you need, you need to give so me the guidelines. Guidance. The guidelines were unknown. 
unknown Great. crimes cases. <laughs> that narrows it fucking down. I narrowed it down for myself and it was and then I was like, okay, boom. Girl. Eileen, did you have any guidelines? Four. Oh, you already knew what you were gonna do. You were gonna do the I yeah. knew what I, I love how you like pop up and you say guidelines for what? Like, oh are we recording? Like <laughs> I'm looking up when the fucking movie comes out. I'm not paying attention to you. Eileen, yeah, Eileen already knew what she was gonna do. I knew what I was gonna do before we even started this fucking podcast. Yeah, that's true. For your own episode? Yeah. Oh, what you were already planning on going solo before we even started the podcast? Well, I wow. We this is a own. fucking group, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> You'll never fucking call me Beyonce. I swear to God, ever. Queen Bay. <laughs> you don't like Beyonce? No. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not either. But we I just don't lost half our followers. Little Angel's oh, back. Little Angel's back. She had her she nappy. She had her nappy and now she feels better. Yeah, I wish Eileen I doesn't fucking... want you. Eileen doesn't want you. Come over to mom. I wish I woke up like that after a nap. Fuck me too. I like hate my life. <laughs> Did you have a good nappy poop? God, yeah, I, want, I want somebody to I can't find me. anything on when it comes out. So I don't think they have it. No. Okay. Like anyways, out. back to the podcast. Um, I'm very excited for this episode. Are you? Because I'm not. Don't I don't know. know what the fuck's going on. I know. We don't know what the Uh-oh. fuck you're doing. Oh, and then so earlier I was like, I, I'm so excited. I don't know what you're doing. Does it have kids in it? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm like, I fucking it does. Knew it. <laughs> is it in the UK? <laughs> it is. Oh, But we've made amends. Yeah. So the I UK. Said, I, since the UK has officially <clears throat> accepted our apology, thanks to Carrie yes. on Twitter. On behalf. Carrie, thank you for accepting Eileen's apology. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> now I'm just going to fuck it up again. <laughs> and I apologize in advance for any obscenities about the UK that I will be spewing at the end of this episode. But we're it's saying not it. not my fault. Okay. We're saying it like a best friend would say, like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it like you personally. I'm saying it to the people and that this like, one one is about. set in Victorian England. So, okay, okay. so I mean, they can't really be held for no. things that oh, happened back in that shit whole time. Not they dressed all. really well. Just you can't like, be mad. I'm right. pretty sure there's people in other countries right now that are saying fuck the US because of the oh, shithole we yeah. have in the White House. So, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm like I'm curious. I know Eileen won't know who I'm doing cuz but I'm curious if Janine will. Do you know the story of Amelia Dyer? Amelia Earhart? No, Dyer. Oh my oh. God. No. Yes. Did she change her name? The baby farmer? <gasps> no. <laughs> I hate her already. You need to sit down because we can't hear your oohs and ahs very I'm well. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a cough drop. <laughs> Again? Yes. Eileen's chronic cough. Should have quit smoking a long time ago. <laughs> yes, I am doing Amelia Dyer, known as Why the Baby that, Farmer. The name or the Ogress familiar? of Reading, I think it's called. Yeah. Women, women, and Fucking women, man, work hunt. I don't. I honestly I don't know how I came across this <clears> one, <throat> so I'll just get into it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so Amelia Dyer was born in 1837. God damn, you're throwing yeah. it way back. In Bristol, England to Samuel and Sarah Hobley. So she was originally Amelia Hobley. Um, she was the youngest of five children and her father was a master shoemaker. Okay. She lived a privileged life, and, but her mother was mentally ill with typhus, which um, 
is known as typhoid fever. Typhoid Mary. Oh. What? Typhoid Mary. What is that? You know what typhoid Mary is? I've heard of it, but I don't remember. Typhoid Mary is a term that they use because the chick who had typhoid, her name was Mary. And she would, I want to do an episode on her actually. Um, basically she would, she knew she was infected and they told her to not be around. She was like a nurse or something like that. They told her not to like. Oh, and she did it anyway. Yeah. She did it anyways to intentionally inflict her sickness on everybody else. And is so, it physical or hero, mental? Hero symptoms? Like. No. She just wanted to fuck people up. Oh. Apparently she didn't give a shit. Hmm. And it was like, she was co- extremely contagious and she didn't give a shit. So they called her, or oh, she was typhoid Mary. So now oh. it's like a term that you use. Yeah. Like if someone's sick, you be like, oh, like everyone at my fucking office right now. Mine who's trying too. to fucking kill me. Yeah. Yeah. No, so if someone like is intentionally going around getting someone sick or a typhoid Mary. <gasps> yeah. Kill them. Stay tuned for an episode on her next season. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, and so because she had typhoid, typhoid, typhoid fever, um, her mother would go into fits. So she would spend much of her childhood caring for her until her mother passed away during one of her fits in 1848. So at the time that her mother um, passed away, she would have been 10 or 11. Yeah. So she was a baby then. Um, She was the oldest of five? She, the youngest. The youngest of of five. five. Okay. So I imagine like the other kids probably helped out. Yeah. You know, she still had to deal with it. After her mother's death, she went to live with her aunt for a while until she got an apprenticeship with a corset maker. Ooh. Her father, yeah, fancy, right? I know, that's so cool. Um, her father died in 1859 and passed the shoe business on to her brother. I mean, that's pretty standard. Yeah. She became estranged from her siblings and moved into her own place where she met and married George Thomas. There wasn't a lot on like why she became estranged from her siblings. Maybe it's just because she was a shitty person. Um, I believe it. I mean, so George Thomas was 59 and Amelia was 24. I was going to say, oh. wasn't she in her 20s? Yeah. But on the marriage daddy. certificate. We're going daddy on this one. We're going daddy. We're going full daddy on this. <laughs> on the marriage certificate, George deducted 11 years from his age and Amelia added six years to her age to reduce the gap. Wow. So they were like, eh, this probably isn't going to be really accepted. So, so let's not let's get married lie. instead of lying. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, after marrying George, Amelia began to train as a nurse. This allowed her to acquire many useful skills. And also during part of her training, she learned under a midwife. Mid- I can't fucking speak. Midwifed. That's a thing. I'm sure that's a verb. I midwifed. I midwifed that day. Yeah. What were you doing on Thursday? Oh, I midwifed. But it was under (laughs) a midwife, Ellen Dane. Oh my God. Is she her accomplice? No. Okay. But she did learn some things from her. Mm -hmm. So she learned a much easier way to make a living because (gasps) being a nurse during Victorian times was a very difficult profession. Not that like being a nurse now isn't difficult, but back then they didn't have like the medicines to like ease pain of patients or like any of, obviously, I mean, so it was just, it was very taxing in a different sort of way. Uh, So she decided to switch to providing lodging to young women who conceived their children illegitimately and then farming off the babies for adoption. 
So that was her new business was. I'm already very upset. <laughs> like, it's only downhill from here. Obviously, they weren't able to adopt all of these children. So many times they would allow them to die of neglect. <laughs> yeah. Like. And, and that, my friends, is the end of True Crime Girl. <laughs> and that That's was actually, like a pound. Unfortunately, that was quite popular for this time, was this whole, like, illegal, like, baby farming. Oh, my God. Uh, the fathers of illegitimate children had no obligation to provide financial support to these children or the mothers who they got pregnant. So it was very difficult for them to gain any sort of income to actually care for themselves or the children. Oh, my God. That's like now. So <laughs> they would changed. go to these places they would answer these like ads in newspapers and for either they would do like regular payments to these women or just do one single fee up front and so they would take in the women and help them and care for them until they gave birth oh and then God. once they gave birth the women were free to go and the children were known as nurse children and the idea was the women were you know, giving their children and then they were being adopted out, but it was happening so much and there weren't enough people to oh adopt the babies God. that they would let them die of neglect. Um, Can you just imagine like, like the constant crying? Why couldn't you just kill them? Like they probably uh, didn't know about abortion. Merciful. Pin no, no, no. I'm saying oh, like pin, after, like, yeah, like if you know, they're not going to be adopted, fucking kill them. Like yeah. don't just let them die of neglect. Well, and here you'll see. Um, so the fees always change depending on the known wealth of the couple or the family. So if they knew there was a high society couple, it could be like 80 to 50 euros. But if you, if they knew like you weren't like anybody, yeah. they would do it for like five to 10 euros. So <clears throat> God it, damn. And I don't know like how much that is or whatever, it's but like, obviously well, that's now, a difference, yeah. you know? Um, so they would I'll buy a baby for 80 bucks. <laughs> Well, that's just what they, that was their fee. I don't know what they like would but adopt imagine the babies out for. what that was in the 18, mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a lot. Shit. So Dyer would advertise lodging for the mothers and that she would be the one to adopt the babies after they were born. <clears throat> she advertised that she was respectable, married, and that she would provide a safe and loving home for the child. I have I have read some different accounts regarding the beginning of her baby farming journey. Some of them say like she actually did care for the children and adopted them and whatnot. Like herself? Yeah. So okay. she, and that she didn't let them die of neglect. Like okay. she really did try and care for them. But I mean, and you that can only adopt with so, so many. many kids, like some of them died because of like unintentional neglect. That's what some of the stories say. Um, Others say that she would let them die intentionally of neglect, just like other baby farming businesses. So, <laughs> so um, that was kind of unclear. And I had different things going on there <laughs> whatever uh da, 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 da. however it did start at some point whether it be like it was always her plan to neglect the children or it just yeah. got too much at some point she did have children die from neglect and a doctor became suspicious of dire and began investigating into the numerous infant deaths that resulted in neglect. And in 1879, Dyer was sentenced to six months hard labor for being found guilty of neglect. So into your question, murder would have been a harder sentence than having a child die of neglect. 
So it was a selfish reason why they would let a child die of neglect as opposed to <gasps> murder. That's worse. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think Yes, that- we should put her in the guillotine. <laughs> do you, it's not France. <laughs> I don't care. Take her. Uh, do you think that the six months of hard labor helped the situation or made it worse? It probably made it worse because she had all that time to fucking think about worse things to do to those kids. Really? I mean, if it helped, then there would be the end of the episode. So I'm going to. Yep, we're done. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) And that's the end. I told you I had a hard time. No, she's Uh, Yeah. So it made it worse. It seems that this only like pissed her off more. So the way I looked at it is if she accidentally had these children die from neglect, she just got pissed off and was like, fuck this. Like, I did like, my best. Or she was like, fuck this. I got caught. Like, yeah. this fucking sucks. Uh, so she switched from allowing the children to die from neglect to flat out murdering them. Oh, my God. At least that's merciful. Are you going to tell us how she killed them? Uh, at some point, yeah. <sighs> so oh, she, like, cracked their necks. I'm I hate so Kylie's stories. And I said <laughs> they're so, so good. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think I mentioned this later on so i'm going to mention it now for those that for the babies that they're letting die from neglect they did give them oh i think i do mention it a little bit but they do give them like alcohol or opiates to stop the crying of the murder pains oh my God. so that was a thing so they died high as a kite yeah I mean. uh, and so a lot of them that said that they died of actual like overdoses from <gasps> opiates. yeah fuck well they're tiny little bodies yeah. So, uh, she murdered, she went to murdering them. And I know this doesn't sound like a huge jump because in our world, letting a baby die from neglect is murder. But But I mean, then it was far more common for a baby to die of neglect, especially just of the time. Like they just didn't have the resources. Like it was just, yeah, it was just a different time. So obviously that, Oh, it's also when letting a baby die of neglect, (laughs) they often gave them alcohol or opiates to calm the pains and shut the babies up. (laughs) Literally choose that time. Uh, uh, so by simply murdering them, as soon as the mothers left, she would be able to pocket that money that she would spend on the alcohol and the opiates, as opposed to actually making their time like just weaning easier. them. Oh fuck! Right. So what did she do with all the bodies? She let them hit the floor. <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> You're welcome for that. <laughs> was that Mudvayne? I have no idea who the fuck that was. <gasps> Fucking Mudvayne. Okay. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know who it was. <laughs> I'm going to look it up really quick. Uh, <laughs> so she also learned from getting caught that involving doctors and issuing death certificates was a no-no. Because she was like, okay, so these babies that I'm letting die of neglect, I'm having the doctors issue death certificates, and that got me fucking caught. So she's like, I'm just going to murder them instead and not wa- bother with the doctors. Like, Was there not like a ledger of like... It was 18 fucking 40 whatever. Exactly why there would be I a guess, ledger. Because yeah. there's no ledgers this fucking... No, there's... Country. Yeah, but there wasn't anything. I mean, it wasn't like a legitimate fucking business. Yeah, like, I mean... That's what they were going there for. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, So, yeah, she decided to forgo doctors altogether. On top of murdering children, she began to have stays in mental hospitals. She alleged that she had mental instability and bouts of suicidal thoughts. 
Well, I wouldn't too if I was fucking murdering yeah, babies as a profession. Here's the thing, though. Oddly enough, these days also coincided with the moment that she needed to disappear. So anytime that she felt like heat was getting too much on her, she would fucking go crazy and go in a mental asylum for a while and like disappear for a while. Hmm. Smart fucking woman. Yeah. Until the suspicions died down and then she would be out again. Oh, I feel better. Yeah. And because she was a former asylum nurse, remember she had her nurse training, she knew exactly the way to behave to stay in the asylum and exactly the way to behave to get out of the asylum. That's like every that's like everybody in fucking Girl Interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I've seen Girl Interrupted. I know, <laughs> I know how these things work. Yeah. yeah. So, um... And they it said that it also appears that along with giving the babies alcohol and opium, she was also using. So her her substance abuse could have resulted in some mental issues as well. So, but I mean, at this point, you don't know if she actually had anything because, like you said, like when the heat was on her, she was like, "Oh, I can't right now. Mm -hmm. I have to go check myself in." Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. so who fucking knows? Yepers. So again, there's no like truly proving that 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 she wasn't having mental issues, but it just seemed highly coincidental that this is what happened. So in 1890, during one of her times out of the asylums, I'm going to get some water because I can't breathe. (laughs) Like from freaking out or from talking? From talking. And rapping. I was rapping earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. G easy. I don't know how you do it. Because <laughs> uh, I was rapping. <laughs> like. And, okay, since we're taking a little break, it wasn't Mudvayne, which I, I really thought it was. It was Drowning Pool. That's what it was. We're listening to that on the way to Soup Plantation. So um, during one of that time out of the asylum, Dyer cared for the illegitimate baby of a governess. When she returned to visit the child, the governess was immediately suspicious and stripped the baby to see if a birthmark was present on one of its hips. And it wasn't. It was not. So this prolonged suspicions by authorities and led Dyer having or faking a breakdown. Oh, my God. So she faked this breakdown and at one point drank two bottles of laudanum, laudanum, I don't know, some type of whatever, um, in a serious suicide attempt. But her long-term abuse of opiates had built up her tolerance, (laughs) so she survived. (laughs) How embarrassing. Not enough. So, let's see. I think I'm going way too fast. That's how I felt. Where are we? 27 minutes. Are you halfway done? Yeah. You're good. That's 27 more minutes. Okay. With a lot of bullshit in between. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? It's 45 minutes till food. Guys, I'm hungry. They're starving me. <laughs> I said I would give her snacks. Go get a fucking snack. I don't want a snack. I want you want another Twix? Actually, I want a food. Twix. Will you get me a Twix? <laughs> yes. This is what our fucking recording sessions are like. <laughs> you drop your phone. <laughs> this is what our fucking recording sessions are like. We sit here and we talk a little bit and then we eat. 
I just want food. That's all I this ever want for with these recording yeah. sessions. No, I don't. I want food. This is the only reason she's part of the podcast because we eat all the time. After. Yes. Like yeah. literally when we're planning, oh, what time are we recording? What are Eileen's we asking, what are we eating? <laughs> and then as soon as I get here, what time are we eating? <laughs> are we eating before or after? It's always after. Because if I eat before, I'm going to go to bed. I'm not even going to fucking record. <sighs> okay. She's just asleep. <laughs> Would it be any different though? No. <laughs> she, like chimes in at the end. Okay. So she sur survived her suicide attempt. She continued. Loser. <laughs> she didn't try. You had one it. job. <laughs> God damn it. It's horrible. Uh, she continued to rile suspicion of police, especially when couples would return to her looking for their children to take them back into their care. Like they're like, oh, we made a mistake or, oh, they got married. And so now they can take the child back or something like that. But what if she adopted them out? I'm sure that was like some of her excuses, but what a dumbass! Yeah. I mean, the couples too. Like, yeah, you made your fucking. But bed. at some of them, I mean, well, she either adopted them out or she said she would adopt them. So if she was adopting oh, that was them, the other option. then the children would still be there. Got it. Got it. Got um. So her and her family moved a lot to keep their anonymity. So over the years, she used very various alias aliases as well. Oh my god! So they god. were just like hopping and fucking town to town. Doing all their those kids. baby farming shit. Um, and she had two kids of her own, too, this entire time. I was going to ask if she had yeah. her own kids. She had two okay. kids of her own. Um, and that'll... We'll put a pin in that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, in 1893, Dyer had her final spell at a mental asylum. This asylum wasn't as easy for her to pull the wool over mm. their eyes and her experience there was said to be, quote unquote, disagreeable. Hmm. So she never entered another asylum after that. And she's my, like, fuck this. They're not buying my bullshit. My assumption is, is that they saw through her facade. So it was difficult <clears throat> to get out when she wanted to. It wasn't so like cut and yeah. dry like all the others. And she's like, I don't want to get stuck in here. Yeah. So I'm not going to do this. Like anymore. it's not worth it. Yeah. So two years after her final stay at that asylum, she moved to Caversham, Berkshire. And it's not even a place. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. And she was accompanied by an unexpected, unexpected, un, okay. unsuspecting associate Jane Granny Smith, whom Dyer had recruited from. Isn't a that an apple? His name Rainy is Smith, my yeah. name, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's John Jacob. Oh, my God. Smith. His name is my name, too. Sorry. Whenever we go out, the people shout, there's John Jacob Jingle Harvestmith. <laughs> 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 I hate you. You started it. I said it was an apple. <laughs> apple doesn't have hate a song. yourself. I do. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, she recruited her from a brief spell in a workhouse. What's a workhouse? I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> I thought you had a real I think answer. It might, I think it might be like when she was doing her like hard labor, oh. I'm assuming. Oh, reliable. Yeah, super. Reliable source. 
So also moved with her was her daughter and son-in-law, Mary Ann, known as Polly and Arthur Palmer. Where do you get Polly from Mary Ann? I don't know. But Polly, which I think is really funny because the whole mental asylum thing and Polly. Polly Clark. Yep. (laughs) So this was followed by a move to 45 Kensington Road, Reading, Berkshire. I feel like this is an important residence. This is where it all goes down. Where the magic happens. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was later that same year. So, Smith was, Granny Smith was persuaded by Dyer to be referred to as mother in front of innocent women handling over their children. So, she, like, was like, like, make it better. Call me mother. Super weird. This was an effort to present a caring mother-daughter image. Oh, Liar on liar on liar. Lies on lies on lies. So let's see. I am now going to get into what they call the case study, the murder of Doris Marmon. And this has to do with Dyer, of course. In January 1896, Evelina Marmon, a popular 25-year-old barmaid, gave birth to an illegitimate daughter named Doris in a boarding house in Cheltenham. She quickly sought offers for adoption and placed an advertisement in the miscellaneous section of the Bristol Times and Mirror newspaper. It simply read, wanted respectable woman to take young child. Uh, She intended to go back to work and hopefully then reclaim her child later on. Like a pawn shop. Yeah. What are these times? Oh my God. Uh, coincidentally, next to her own advertisement was another advertisement that read, married couple with no family would adopt healthy child. Nice country home. Terms, 10 euro. Marmon responded to this and the woman was named (sighs) Mrs. Harding. And Mrs. Harding wrote that I should be glad to have a dear little baby girl, one I could bring up and call my own. She said, we are plain, homely people in fairly good circumstances. I don't want any child for money's sake, but for company and home comfort. Was it the daughter? Hmm? Was it Polly? Who? No. Okay. No. I was going to no. be really fucking no, no, no. pissed. No, no. That was actually, she did have two children okay. of her own. Those, and Polly was one of them. Myself and my husband are dearly fond of children. I have no child of my own. A child with me will have a good home and a mother's love. Mm. Lies, lies, lies. Red flag. Yeah. Evelina Marmon wanted to pay a more affordable weekly fee for the care of her daughter. So she's like, no, I can give you money just like so you can take care of her while I'm getting back on my feet. But Mrs. Harding insisted on being given the one-off Mm-mm. payment in advance. Run. Marmon was in dire straits, so she reluctantly agreed to pay the 10 euro. And a week later, Mrs. Harding arrived in Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. Marmon was surprised by Dyer's advanced age. So she was fucking old and stocky appearance. But Dyer seemed affectionate toward the baby Doris. Yeah, because she's going to fucking kill it. Evelina handed her daughter a cardboard box of clothes and 10 euro. Still distressed at having to give up care for her daughter, Evelina 
accompanied Dyer to Cheltenham Station <clears throat> and then on to Gloucester. These fucking cities, man. <laughs> I know. They're so hard. <sighs> <Our> cheeses. <laughs> they do. It's delicious. <gasps> she returned to her lodgings a broken woman. Aww. Poor baby. Yeah. A few days later, she received a letter from Mrs. Harding saying all was well. Marmon wrote back but received no reply. Dyer did not travel to Reading, as she told Marmon. She went instead to 76 Mayo Road, Williston, London, where her 23-year-old daughter Polly was staying. There, Dyer quickly found some white edging tape used in dressmaking, her corset apprenticeship, mm -hmm. wound it twice around the baby's neck and tied a knot. Death would not have been immediate. Why, though? Dyer is later said to know, to, known to say, I used to like to watch them with the tape around their neck, but it was soon all over with them. Fuck. So she just fucking enjoyed it at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Both women, Polly and Amelia Dyer, allegedly wrapped the body in a napkin they kept some of the clothes that Marmon had packed for the baby and the rest was sent to a pawnbroker to just make more money. Dyer paid the rent to the landlady that they were staying with at that point and gave her a pair of child's boots as a present from, for her little girl. The following day, <sighs> April 1st, 1896. And now this is not an April fool's joke. <laughs> another child named Harry Simmons was taken to Mayo road. However, with no spare white edging tape available, the length around Doris's corpse was removed and used to strangle the 13-month-old baby. So she's oh like, I'm not God. fucking giving up this chance. I'm going to use the old one. On April Oof. 2nd, both bodies were stacked into a carpet bag along with bricks for added weight. Dyer then headed for Reading. At a secluded spot she knew well near a weir at Caversham Lock. I should have probably looked up what a weir is, but I didn't. It might be like a creek or something. Maybe. Eileen, she, on it. Get it, Eileen. <laughs> she forced the carpet bag through railings into the River Thames. A weir? Maybe it's a bridge? A crossing? Something. So now... A weir is a low dam built across a river to raise the level of water upstream or regulate its flow. There we go. Hmm. You're welcome, everyone. Okay, let's see. We are now getting to the downfall of the baby farmer. Good Lord. Finally. On March 30th, 1896, a package was retrieved from the Thames River by a bargeman. Turns out one of the packages Dyer dumped was not weighted down properly. Dumbass. Shame, shame, She's shame. getting careless. <laughs> Always happens. Jesus. Uh, the package contained the body of a baby girl named Helena Fry. Helena. Helena. <laughs> MCR for life. <laughs> I want to lick his teeth. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's over it. Dirty looks. On too much MCR today. There is never too much MCR. Ever. On the package, they found a label from Temple Mead Station. I'm assuming that that's a post office or something. Yeah. In Bristol, they also used microscopic analysis of the paper and deciphered a name mm. of Mrs. Thomas along with an address. Mail Road. 
So <laughs> I know I'm like so fancy for 1896. I know. They probably just use like Shit. a magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, Microscopic analysis. Fucking Sherlock Microscope. Holmes with that magnifying glass. Yep. <laughs> Following these clues, they continued to talk to witnesses that eventually led them to Dyer, but they had no hard evidence connecting her with the crimes. It was all circumstantial. It was all like, oh, yeah, this lady, blah, blah, she acts fucking weird, all this stuff. People have been imprisoned for less. I know. But they wanted to fucking get her. So they were smarter than that. Proud of you. Get it? 1896. Right. So they put Dyer's home under surveillance. What? Yeah, they wanted to fucking watch her. Oh, my God. They probably all had just like monocles. They probably didn't have <laughs> binoculars. Like, how does surveillance work back uh, in the day? Like, I don't know. Do they have a telescope? Oh, maybe that's like a Jack use. Sparrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Type thing. <laughs> Stupid. She's inside. Extend. <laughs> <laughs> so they found out from talking to people that if Dyer became. No, if it became known that the police were suspicious of Dyer that she would flee mm -hmm. so they were very careful to keep it under wraps so they wanted to really make sure to further the investigation the officers used a young woman as a decoy to secure mm -hmm. a meeting with Dyer Ooh. I know 1896 getting so, so smart. I'm so proud oh, I, I know it. The correspondences between this woman and Dyer were enough for the police to at least do a search of her home. Mm -hmm. So they had the woman set up a meeting with Dyer. And instead of the woman on the doorstep, she was met by three policemen. Was one of them Chris Hansen? <laughs> <laughs> I am Chris Hansen. His name was Christoph Hansen back then. <laughs> and this is to catch a baby killer. Yeah. You're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> on april 3rd police raided dyer's home and were immediately hit with the smell of human <gasps> decomposition Ew, but no human remains were found ever not in the home the police calculated that in the previous few months alone at least 20 children had been placed in the care of quote-unquote mrs thomas now revealed to be amelia dyer <clears throat> It also appeared that she was about to move again, this time to Somerset. So she was oh, up and gone. God. At this rate of murder, it has likely that the estimates, it is likely that, that the estimates of Mrs. Dyer's killings like over the, the decades would have been 400 babies and children. Oh my God. Making her one of the most prolific murderers ever. Population control? Stop it. Fucking self-pleasure at this point. Mm -hmm. Dyer was arrested on April 4th and charged for murder. Her son-in-law, Arthur Palmer, was charged as an accessory. During April, the Thames River was um, dragged and six more bodies were <gasps> discovered, in including Doris Marmon and Harry Simmons, mm -hmm. Dyer's last victims. Each baby had been strangled with white tape, which she later told the police was how you could tell it was one of mine. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> 11 days after handing her daughter to Dyer, Evelina Marmon, whose name had emerged in items kept by Dyer, identified her daughter's remains. Aww. No evidence was found that Mary Ann or Arthur Palmer had acted as Dyer's accomplices. Arthur Palmer was discharged as the result of a confession written by Amelia Don Dyer, where she swore that her daughter and her son-in-law had no part in the matters. 
How could you not fucking know? Like, if somebody just walks in the house for the first time and smells it, and you're fucking living in there, pin it. Uh-oh. On May Liars. 22nd, 1896, Dyer pleaded guilty to the murder of Doris Marmon. Only Doris Marmon. After they found six bodies, and she's uh-huh. like, that's how they know it's mine. Mm-hmm. Her family and associates testified at her trial that they had been growing suspicion about her, <clears throat> suspicious about her activities, and it emerged that Dyer had narrowly escaped discovery on several occasions. Oh, mental asylums? Yeah. But it's only one, so right. multiple occasions? There was also evidence from a man. Well, she only pleaded guilty on to one, but the other she was up for trial. Okay. So she didn't plead guilty to those ones. Like, what's the fucking? <laughs> You're probably going to sentence you any like the same anyway. There was also evidence from a man who had seen and spoken to Dyer when she had disposed of the two bodies of the Marmon, Doris Marmon, and the and the other boy. Oh my! And he didn't like suspect anything her own daughter had given graphic evidence that ensured dyer's conviction as well so polly turned against her mother saying like we had no part in it but i did know basically but it was almost like well you knew but if you help put her away then you're fine yeah uh, the only defense Dyer offered was insanity. She had been twice committed to asylums in Bristol. However, the prosecution argued successfully that her exhibitions of mental instability had been a ploy to avoid suspicion. Good. Both committals were said to have coincided with times that Dyer was concerned her crimes might have yes. been exposed. Get it, prosecution. It took the jury only four and a Good. half minutes to find her guilty. Yes. Good. It's five minutes Proud. too long. <laughs> in her three weeks in jail. What? I'm sorry. No, it, waiting to be executed. Okay. okay. <laughs> she filled five books with her quote unquote last true and only confession. Visited the night before her execution by the chaplain and asked if she had anything to confess. She offered him her exercise books saying, isn't this enough? Hmm. So five books full. Uh, Curiously, she was subpoenaed to appear as a witness in Polly's trial for murder. So Polly was being brought up on murder charges set for a week after her own execution date. However, it was ruled that Dyer was already legally dead once sentenced and that therefore her evidence would be inadmissible. So... She was Polly's trial was for the same was for I'm assuming it was probably for like accessory to murder or okay. something like that, because um, obviously they're having dire be. But yeah, so they're saying like, oh, well, she's dead, so she can't do okay. it. Okay. So her execution was not delayed. On the eve of her execution, Dyer heard that the charges against Polly had been dropped. She she hung herself. (laughs) She was hanged on Wednesday, June 10th, 1896, because that was how execution was done back then. I wish I was there. She was asked on the scaffold if she had anything to say. She said, I have nothing to say just before being dropped at 9 a.m. Oy. It's uncertain how many more children Amelia Dyer murdered. However, inquiries from mothers, evidence from other witnesses, and materials found in Dyer's home, including letters and maybe many babies' clothes, pointed to many, many more. Adoption laws were made stricter because of Amelia Dyer, giving local authorities the power to police baby farms in the hope of stamping out the abuse. Despite this and the scrutinizing of newspaper personal ads, the trafficking and abuse of infants did not stop. 
Two years after Dyer's execution, railway workers inspecting carriages at Newton Abbott, Devon, found a parcel. Inside was a three-week-old girl, but she was cold and wet, but she was alive. What? The daughter of a widow, Jane Hill, said the baby had been given to a Mrs. Stewart for 12 euros. She had picked up the baby at Plymouth and apparently dumped her on the next train. It has been claimed that Mrs. Stewart was Polly, the daughter of Amelia Dyer. God damn. Yeah. But fortunately and unfortunately, the baby was alive. So Polly Palmer for this um, and her husband were um, convicted of abandoning a child and sentenced to two months hard labor. Oh, my God. So it's like, yay, the baby lived. But if the baby would have died, it could have been... Six months. Yeah, six months hard labor. <laughs> Not two. Oh so my that God. is Amelia Dyer. That is so <gasps> sad. I hate this. <laughs> Fucking bitch. I think the worst part, though, is that she escalated to, like, purchasing the children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess, not that it was fine, but I guess it was fine. And she just, like, continued to move that business. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just bring your babies here. You know, have your babies here and then I'll kill well, them. Well, and the originally for the farming portion of it, like, the fee was to take care of the mothers and to take care of the babies afterwards. So, God. but this was, she was literally just, like. Shopping for them. Yeah. Like, in the, mm-hmm. in the ads. Mm-hmm. Fuck her. I'm yeah. so glad they hung her. Yeah. Hanged her. I hate that word because I never know which one to use. Hanged? Hung. She was hanged. I don't know. She was hanged. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I thought child, like, the whole CPS, like, system now was bad. <laughs> right? Fuck. No, that 1800s, man. But I mean, you know what? Good for them on the fucking investigation. I was, as I, that was honestly like like, the most exciting. Surveillance, a decoy, like good for them. Yeah, they did real good. Yeah, super proud. Microscopic evidence. I know. Yeah, pulling out those fucking magnifying glasses. That wasn't. That was impressive. (laughs) Very impressive. Oh man, super good. Imagine being on that jury. I know. Four and a half minutes. I wonder who's that person who fucking held out for the four and a half minutes. But like also I'm, I'm pretty sure like then they didn't have like photos and Mm -mm. you know, like all that stuff that. And I don't even know how trial works in that time, that time or in fucking the UK altogether. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would be like completely different. Mm -hmm. Oi. That was rough. That was rough, right? Yeah, that was a good one, though. Yeah, thanks. I, You're welcome. Uh, like I said. We both had baby killers. Eileen, what the fuck? I had lady killers. <laughs> you had lady killers. You are a lady killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of us with the baby killers. Yeah. I'm so proud of us that we just finished season one. We just finished season one, you guys. Yay. What the fuck? Let that just sink in. Like what? Only two episodes I hated. (laughs) (laughs) Both thanks to Kylie. You're welcome. And the UK. UK. (laughs) Thank you, UK, for sending us the most fucked up stories. I'm sure there's so many. Oh my god! So many more that are like. Oh, fun 
thing. I did also read that there is a suspicion that Amelia Dyer was Jack the Ripper. Why is he connected to everything, buddy? Because she was active during that time. And it was said that she was cutting the babies out of prostitutes in order to kill them. I think it's a stretch, but I thought it was interesting. No, that's super interesting. I think he's connected to everybody because nobody knows who the fuck he is. So they so can just put him everywhere. To, yeah, connect him. Like, Did you oh, guys ever can- watch that TV show? It just got canceled called Time After Time. Mm-mm. It was a, it had to do with Jack the Ripper. It had to do with, oh my God, what's that guy? Who wrote War of the Worlds? Uh... John Grisham. Orson. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Orson Welles and it was all about him like making a time machine and coming to like our day and hit one of his best friends just so happened to be Jack the Ripper. So Jack the Ripper comes in the time machine with him on accident and and starts killing people in our time. That sounds awesome. It was really good. Wait, where is it? Uh, It was on. I don't know what channel it was on, but it just got canceled. So. Oh. And Jack the Ripper was fucking hot. Who is? Jack, the guy who played Jack the Ripper was, was fucking um, hot. Josh Bowman. He was from, um, more names. I don't know. Revenge. Oh, Another I didn't thing watch I don't that. Yes, look. Oh my God. He's, he is time after time. Yeah. Yeah. Time after time. So if you, funny, if you, funny, funny if you guys get into it Josh now, Bowman too late. Was in <laughs> Revenge twirl. with Emily Van Camp. Um, I know who Emily Van Camp from, is. Yeah. Um, She's from Come the on. Avengers and Captain America. Mm. She's from Captain America. Yeah. She's from what Captain what America. is it? Emily? Emily Van Camp. I just want to see her face. She so annoys me, Josh to be Bowman. honest. Yeah. He plays Jack oh, the Ripper. Oh, hi. He, was he plays Jack the Ripper. With Emily Van Camp, oh. and they are actually together in real life. That happens Aww. a lot. Yeah, and they play, I need a co-star. Like, they hate each other and they love each other on Revenge. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I need a co-star and she like points to us. No. No. That shit She's is right real. there. And I like penis. I don't. All right. We can make it work. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Sounds yeah. like a match made in heaven. <laughs> we'll, think so. we'll get it. We'll get it going. So. Yeah. Season one. Holy shit. We don't know when we're going to start season two. So, so don't even ask. Don't ask. And it's happening. It's going to happen. We are going to have a season two. With more structure. So just um, sign up for that fucking email list. Yeah. Hit us on the um, don't hit whatever us. fucking social media that you find us on. Mm-hmm. And if there's like shit you hear about that. Just tag the shit yeah. out of us. Send it to us. Email it to us. Tag us in it. If you have our phone numbers, text it to us. Like. I love when people like send me shit or like tag me and stuff. I'm like, yes. The day we released our teaser, I had a friend of me, a friend of me, a friend of You've mine. you got a friend of me. <laughs> I had a friend of mine text me and be like, hey, can we like suggest stuff? I was like, sure, why not? Yes. And she sent me like a topic and she's like, do this. I'm like, holy fuck, that's really good. Like, what was it? I, voodoo. <gasps> Ooh. I know. We should wait till next year. To do that one when we go to New Orleans I for was, my birthday. Yeah, I know. That's what I wanted to do. And then we can do it there. I'm so excited. In New Orleans. I'm down. And then you can hear us blab about more of the Museum of Death. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've mentioned the Museum of Death every fucking episode. Yeah. We love you. Probably. 
And you thought we were going to get through one without nope. mentioning <laughs> nope, them. No, 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 no. So, yeah, if you're in a different country, which we have a lot of people listening from a lot of different countries. Mm-hmm. Fucking, which um, is so fucking. We don't hear UK about, actually like, went up to 6%. There. Really? Yeah. Um, I obviously hear shit from my area, as is everybody. Yeah. If you hear something from your area or you have heard something from your area, there was something like really po- popular a murder or, or not some popular sort of even just like yeah that, even in like an old story like yeah. something you don't think somebody in the states would have heard like send that would us. be really cool send it to us send us your location not your exact location send us your number send us your longitude your and latitude oh yeah that yeah. would be cool and then we'll just figure it out like math yeah no like i mean it'll be like a riddle okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun <laughs> They bur- oh my god they both <laughs> perked up and we're like oh, okay <laughs> math um, no riddles yeah, let yes. us know your local stories or whatever the fuck and we'll look into it and maybe we'll feature it on an episode or two or just kill 10 fucking minutes reading something really I thought you were awesome. gonna say or just kill 10 fucking people and let us know <laughs> or like, that. no don't That's do that I do not condone that no you do tag us like hashtag TCG <laughs> we'll FaceTime no hashtag true crime girls because we don't want any of the other tcg podcasts no, to get it so many. no offense we love you though love like love 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 what, what, what yeah those conspiracy guys those conspiracy guys true crime guys true crime garage and then there's one more uh, uh there's another one that i can't think of right now but fucking nuts those conspiracy guys is the main one and then after i heard about true crime guys and i was like oh yeah i thought that was really funny they're in Vegas, so we should go visit them. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm down. So thank you for listening this a season. Whole season. Holy shit. You spent a little over 13 hours with us. That's cool. That's like a whole day. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Thanks you guys for are all your fucking support, guys. Weird. Thank <laughs> you for all the people who text me about the episode, even if you're just starting now mm-hmm. towards the end of the season and you're I like binge it. listening. You guys, I have love been, the binge listeners. I do too. That makes me so happy. You guys have been like, we look at our, well, I don't, <laughs> but they look at the numbers and they text them to me mm-hmm. and there were, I'm like shocked that <laughs> every time 7,000 downloads. Yeah. And when, let's see what it is now. It's probably December, like 7,400. 7, yeah. Yeah. When I was at my, um, my Christmas party, we hit 5,000. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fucking gnarly. And thank you. We were at really because cool. you guys, yeah. Well, somehow last time for we were, some reason yeah. think that we're entertaining to listen to, which I don't know how we you get are. these episodes because I get through like half and I literally <laughs> shut it off. Well, I don't understand that. Cause I fucking listen to myself like five times. I know but you're editing. <laughs> So you have no choice. No, after I edit. Yeah. Oh, I, I love listening to the episode. We're funny. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so funny. I don't, sometimes I don't catch like little things. Even what I say, I don't pay attention to the shit I like say. It's like Star Wars. And you then, have to watch it like five times. <laughs> and then you get it. Yeah. But then like I listen back to it and I'm like, oh my God, that was hilarious. Or, oh my God, Eileen. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah, because I'm the funny one, apparently. <laughs> Thank God, Eileen. She doesn't say much, but when she does, she packs all the LOLs. I want to give a shout out to a few. So I want to give another shout out to Mike Hill Bass for making our oh, fucking amazing theme my song. God. Ryan for you, making our badass yes, logo. Yes, you're I'm both angels. Yeah. Fucking like literally every time I look at the logo, every time I listen to that music, our music. It's still so good. Like even I think just like. La- 
just this last time that I was editing, like I was listening to it and I'm like, fuck, we sound professional mm-hmm. and we fucking aren't. So that's fucking rad. It's such, <laughs> yeah, it's such an illusion. <laughs> so thanks, Mike Hill and Ryan Draw yeah. Stuff for Ryan Draw Stuff on the Instagram. Pull, letting us pull off this illusion of... And speaking of Ryan Draw stuff, um, check out Foolish Mortal mm-hmm. Supply Co. Mm-hmm. on Instagram. They have the coolest fucking shirts and like stickers and stuff. It's really, really cool. Super rad. And Ryan uh, draws for that too. He makes all their little stuff, but it's yep. really cool. And thank you to um, Professor Tooth for donating some amazing merchandise. And making amazing coins. And making amazing coins um, for our first contest that we did early on. Um, I think it was October. No, no, no. It was before the launch. Yeah, it was 13 right. days leading up to the launch. So that was, ugh, those coins are beautiful. And he has the Edgar Allan Poe coin now, which I'm like, I need that fuck. I want it so cool. And he now has those the really Manson cool displays. Sharon, yep. The cool displays. Yeah. So, um, go check out professor tooth auditorium. And I'll be checking him out in a couple months when I get my ta- or next month when I get my taxes so I can get the Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe I want so, all of them I yeah. want the Edgar Allan Poe I want two so of bad. each of them so I can front and back it mm-hmm. <sighs> the dreams so <sighs> anybody else I can't I just can't say like thank you enough to everybody like, yeah for thank you listening to our friends, thank you yeah. to our family thank you to our friends i think i said this last episode but yeah. thank you to our friends who are not into true crime and continuously listen and uh like for and telling for a friend feedback on our on our yeah. um on our instagrams just like little comments here lately and yeah lately like the comments have been getting like more and more and it's so fucking exciting and if you've already left a review, thank you so much. And if you haven't yet and you've been listening to us the consistently, please leave for? a review. Um, oh, yeah. Not only does it help us out, like I just, I love reading them and it takes like two seconds. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. And um, so, yeah, pay attention to <clears throat> our social medias or our email list. Um, you can sign up for our email at uh, truecrimegirls.com like the moment that you fucking go on the website you, it, pops up. it pops up so it's like a big red box in front of your face so and we don't spam you so no like it's nothing like that we we've sent out we what, have, like three yeah emails. if we have any announcements or anything um that like just won't fit in like an instagram post mm-hmm. we'll email all of our all or if of we our want subscribers. like subscribers yeah we email our subscribers first <clears> um to like let them know of any news too, just because we think it's rad that you took the time to like subscribe, subscribe. It's easier us. than pressing follow. Not that we don't love like our Instagram people. Cause we obviously yeah. do Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all on those true crime girls. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like I'm fucking, we're probably missing something. Forgetting huge. something. Thank you to the kid for giving us yeah, the awesome intros. Kid. Thank you to the kid. And who else? I think that's it. Thank you to Gerard Way oh, for being so perfect. <clears throat> I'm sick of MCR. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get off of this so we can watch more MCR music. No, we're going to get off of this so I can go fucking eat. So yeah, so we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at True Crime Girls. 
You can um, check out the show notes for this and all of the episodes, truecrimegirls.com. All the show notes are there. Don't forget to take our MySpace survey, which is really cool. Leave it in the comments. Um, And um, yeah, so just follow us everywhere. And don't follow us home. Don't don't do it. Don't follow us home. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Any, any last words, Eileen? No. <laughs> Thanks for a good first season. We love yeah. you. Goodbye. Bye.